Chapter Two of My Brilliant Career by Miles Franklin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Bologna Times. My Brilliant Career by Miles Franklin. Chapter Two An Introduction to Possum Gully. I was nearly nine summers old when my father conceived the idea that he was wasting his talents by keeping them rolled up in the small napkin of an out-of-the-way place like Brogabrong and the Benben stations. Therefore, he determined to take up his residence in a locality where he would have more scope for his ability. When giving his reason for moving to my mother, he put the matter before her thus. The price of cattle and horses had fallen so of late years that it was impossible to make much of a living by breeding them. Sheep were the only profitable article to have nowadays, and it would be impossible to run them on Brogabrong or either of the Benbens. The dingoes would work havoc among them in no time, and what they left the duffers would soon dispose of. As for bringing police into the matter, it would be worse than useless. They could not run the offenders to earth, and their efforts to do so would bring down upon their employer the wrath of the duffers. Result, all the fences on the station would be fired for a dead certainty, and the destruction of more than a hundred miles of heavy log fencing on rough country like Brugabrong was no picnic to contemplate. This was the feasible light in which my father shaded his desire to leave. The fact of the matter was that the heartless harridan discontent had laid her claw-like hand upon him. His guests were ever assuring him he was buried and wasted in Timlabilly's gullies. A man of his intelligence, coupled with his wonderful experience among stock, would, they averred, make a name and fortune for himself dealing or auctioneering if he only liked to try. Richard Melvin began to think so, too, and desired to try. He did try. He gave up Brogabrong, Benben East, and Benben West, bought Possum Gully, a small farm of one thousand acres, and brought us all to live near Goulburn. Here we arrived one autumn afternoon. Father, mother, and children packed in the buggy, myself and the one servant girl who had accompanied us on horseback. The one man father had retained in his service was awaiting our arrival. He had preceded us with a bullock drayload of furniture and belongings, which was all father had retained of his household property, just sufficient for us to get along with until he had time to settle and purchase more, he said. That was ten years ago, and that is the only furniture we possess yet, just enough to get along with. My first impression of Possum Gully was bitter disappointment, an impression which time has failed to soften or wipe away. How flat, common, and monotonous the scenery appeared after the rugged peaks of the Tim Linbelly Range. Our new house was a ten-roomed wooden structure built on a barren hillside. Crooked, stunted gums and stringy barks, with a thick underscrub of wild cherry, hop, and hybrid wattle, clothed the spurs which ran up from the back of the detached kitchen. Away from the front of the house were flats, bearing evidence of cultivation, 
but a drop of water was nowhere to be seen. Later we discovered a few round, deep, weedy water holes down on the flat, which in rainy weather swelled to a stream which swept all before it. Possum Gully is one of the best watered spots in the district, and in that respect had stood to its guns in the bitterest drought. Use and knowledge have taught us the full value of its fairly clear and beautifully soft water. Just then, however, coming from the mountains, where every gully had its limpid creek, we turned in disgust from the idea of having to drink this water. I felt cramped on our new run. It was only three miles wide at its broadest point. Was I always, always, always to live here, and never, never, never to go back to Brogabron? That was the burden of the grief with which I sobbed myself to sleep on the first night after our arrival. Mother felt dubious of her husband's ability to make a living off a thousand acres, half of which were fit to run nothing but wallabies. But father was full of plans, and very sanguine concerning his future. He was not going to squat hen-like on his place, as the cockies around him did. He meant to deal in stock-making of Possum Gully, merely a depot on which to run some of his bargains until reselling. Dear, oh dear, it was terrible to think he had wasted the greater part of his life among the hills, where the mail came but once a week, and where the nearest town of 650 inhabitants was 46 miles distant, and the road had been impassable for vehicles. Here, only 17 miles from a city like Goulburn, with splendid roads, mail thrice weekly, and a railway platform only eight miles away. Why, man, my fortune is made! Such were the sentiments to which he gave birth out of the fullness of his hopeful heart. Ere the diggings had broken out on Brugabrong, our nearest neighbor, excepting, of course, boundary riders, was seventeen miles distant. Possum Gully was a thickly populated district, and here we were surrounded by homes ranging from half a mile to two and three miles away. This was a new experience for us, and it took us some time to become accustomed to the advantage and disadvantage of the situation. Did we require an article? We found it handy, but decidedly the reverse when our neighbors borrowed from us, and, in the greater percentage of cases, failed to return the loan. End of Chapter 2